just just um, as um, I stand here this morning, this afternoon, I want to thank God for the privilege and the opportunity to share. You know, I know Pastor Rob asked <clears throat> during the week, like, B, how are you doing? How are you set for Sunday? I thought, you know what, I just want to share something from the heart. Um, I haven't quite, because we're quite, what's the word? We're kind, we, we kind of set ourselves up, like you might have heard some of us say sometimes, we kind of set ourselves up to fail in, in the sense that we set ourselves up so much, but seem to forget that ultimately what we stand here to declare and preach is not ours, but God's word. So if um, it, it looks woeful on my part, I'm praying that God will actually, out of that mess, make some sense to you and bless you, encourage you. Uh, okay, don't, don't, don't go all dour on me now like, oh God, this is going to be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing like that at all. Um, amen. Thank you. And you know when you guys were standing there and saying, you know, praying about God bringing rest and relief for these guys, I just thought, okay, that's it, prayers answered, let me sit down, let it finish, <laughs> and just take it away, and then we share the grace and go. <laughs> but hey, I've got to still pray some more. <laughs> okay, well, my name is Bertram, and I'm one of the uh, elders here at Ecclesia, and um, like many of you who may have had prior tough church experience. I heard somebody praying earlier on, I think it was Ali, talking about prior church experience before visiting Ecclesia and perhaps, and this is one thing I pray, committing to this local church, um, you may have had some experience that um, previous church experience, and it's easy to just get conceited having spent some time here for being able to read, for being able to study, for being able to uh, maybe even teach God's written word. But <clears throat> talking about that, you know, God really means for his people to trust and to value his word and um, make time to understand it and practice it for our benefit, all right? That's, that's uh, I mean, by way of what we're looking at today, what this passage we're looking at today will teach us. Going back to my prior church experience, I mean, or just past that, in our early days here, sometimes my wife and I would just sit through sermons that sometimes left us perplexed, you know, not, and sometimes angry, not so much about the, the sermons we just heard, but for those that we had experienced before. And soon after resolving to, look, we're, we're pitching tent, we're, we're staying put here, we believe that God has called us here, because it was for us, for me especially, an answer to prayer, to, to just get to hear about Calvary Chapel, South London, as it was then called. Soon after it was planted, and soon after the pastors were sent forth, sent forth think then meeting at um, Goldsmiths College, New Cross. So soon after that time, 
we, we, we learned, and I, I give thanks to God for that, how to read, study, to apply, and even teach the Bible. It was a session we put on. I often refer to this. I mean, well over 14 years ago now. You may say I'm making a shameless plug to get you who may be visiting here to, to stay at Ecclesia. I mean, to remain here and plant roots here. Listen, it's not a plug, bro. It's not a plug at all, sis. It's just essential, like your daily bread. I mean, the, 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 the writing that, that Peter describes in First um, Peter, where he t- tells the church and believers to long for, desire the sincere milk of the word, that by it you may grow in respect to your salvation, that's not empty talk. It's just essential. So you can't really just um, have, you know, really insipid and horrible handling or respect or value for the Word of God. So in a few points, uh, looking at our passage today, which is going to be in, um, which I'll introduce in a minute, God's written, the, the thing we'll see is that God's written word is invaluable, and we ought to honor it and value it. God's written word is understandable, and we've got to make time to, uh, to read it and take care to interpret it. Like, <laughs> you, if, I don't know if any Nigerians here, you know, Bible study, no be moi moi. No be, it's, not, it's not beans. <laughs> moi moi is some kind of, you know, Dumpling made out of beans, milled beans, milled and spiced, you know. It's not, it's, not, it's not easy joke. It's hard work. And there's effort got to be made to handle and get hold and grasp the word that you may grow thereby. All right? Uh, I mean, there's a few babies in the house. I, I don't see um, Naomi having jokes about her food when she's hungry, all right? Nah, <laughs> she doesn't at all, <laughs> you know, it doesn't at all. So uh, when they want it, they want it like now. There's, there's no, I can't understand, I mean, w- there's no discussion about whether the bottle is sterilized or all that nonsense. Give it to me <laughs> now. So um, let's introduce the passage we're looking at today. I'm going to walk us through an account from Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 8, I'd like you to turn there because there's going to be lots of looking and seeing for yourself, please. I'm not displaying anything on screen. Um, The presentation team might do a good job of catching up with me, but I encourage you and I urge you because time only allow me just to share a few things, but there's so much more we can do together in order to ground ourselves and establish ourselves in the Word of God. Um... This passage that we're looking at shows us this. I mean, the, the people in the passage were returned exiles from Babylon, returned exiles. Their land had been desolate. I mean, I don't know if you've seen pictures of Aleppo in Syria recently or pictures of Raqqa where allied forces had gone, in, gone out there and routed IS and got them to move out. You just see buildings and think... Just try to imagine where you live. All the blocks blown up, torn down. You can see your bathroom from the outside. You know, you can see 
the whole place is just torn up and torn to bits. What, where the street sign used to be is there's a big crater, you know, blown out. These guys had just come back to their land. And this was a place where, according to God's word, God had chosen to put his name. Can you imagine the people of God out of their towns, but now coming back, returning to a desolate place? I mean, it would be despair. It would be, man, all that dream about God, all that vision about God's being God's people and being God's army, the people who could not be defeated, the things that people popularly quote today, you shall be the head and not the tail. Here they were, captives. Just just had had been let loose. And um, people had been serving the king of Babylon for 70 years. Can you imagine? I mean, there's all this talk about Brexit now. They don't want to be part of the, the whole, the United Kingdom of Europe. But imagine, just imagine for a minute, it was the United Kingdom of Europe. And Angela Merkel suddenly grew a mustache that was that thin. You know, you didn't get that. <laughs> I, guess, I guess there's lots of you not old enough to know what Adolf Hitler's mustache looked like. You know, a thin strip mustache there. She suddenly grew one and marched the German army into the UK, took over the land, took over the banks, took over, the, took over Buckingham Palace, flew up a swastika there, and moved everybody to all kinds of places. Greece, Turkey, far-flung parts of this country, so that by the time you come back here, you can't recognize the place. Um, these guys are returning, and all this took place by God's word. God spoke it by his prophets. Jeremiah in chapter 25 and verse 11 talked about, look, this land is going to get some rest. I'm paraphrasing. It's going to get some rest from all the nuisance and nonsense that you guys call worship here. You, 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 you say you give me worship. This is not for me. You're sacked from the land. This land will have a rest for 70 good years. 70. 70 years. Wow. Well, Daniel figured out in Daniel chapter 9 and verse 2, those 70 years had passed again from the written word in Jeremiah. That, boy, it's been, it's been at least 70 years now since. And he prayed. And God now faithfully brings them back to their land. Promises contained in God's word, he brings them to pass. Again, written. No wonder Daniel could find that the time was right for God to show his faithfulness again to the people. Well, by God's help and favor, these people in in our passage have rebuilt the walls, at least, of the city. And they've rebuilt the temple, or they've rebuilt some semblance of the old temple. Seventy years. Wow. Seventy years. That's enough time to affect a people's culture. It's enough time to affect their language, especially if they never grew up here, home. It's enough time to affect their customs, probably even affect their lifestyles as well. Many of the people who came back had married people of other cultures in the countries where they were flung to, in the countries where they served. We know about Nehemiah. When you read the account, in, in the, you read the whole book, you find this guy was actually serving a king, a foreign king. He was his cup bearer. 
He wasn't serving King David or King Saul or King Ahab or one of the kings of the people. So much that the people needed help to learn what was already given to them, God's word, God's written word. So let's read the passage, Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 1 to 12. And uh, we're going to read it kind of repeatedly. I'm not going to read right through, but we're going to use this first pass over the passage to see the first point. God's written word is invaluable. Let's value it. Let's honor it. That's what we're called to do. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1 through 12. Let's read, but look. Look now with your own eyes. Look at what's going on in those verses. In verse 1, how can we see that these people actually valued God's word? Verse 1. Are we there reading together? Look what's happened. Who gathered? Okay, a few people are looking. Who gathered? Okay, I don't hear all the people here. Who gathered? All the people. people. You might think I'm being pedantic or just being funny. Well, sometimes maybe that's my way of taking the nerves, the edge off the nerves when I'm nervous. But I'm being serious. All the people gathered. All the people gathered. All the people gathered as one man. I mean, this is not a Drake concert they're coming for or a Davido concert, but Nehemiah says all the people, all the people who were able to understand. Do you see um, what worth they placed on the occasion? Do you see what value they placed on the occasion? And they gathered for what? They gathered as one man as well. They were all resolved to, look, let's, let's get hold of God's word. Remember who they were, returning exiles. This obviously would be, oh, man, we've heard enough of Babylonian worship, Babylonian culture. They had all kinds of other gods who they had to care for, tend, offer sacrifices to. Not like the God they'd heard about, probably. Some of them probably born in exile, never, they've heard only heard testimonies about God, but want to see now for themselves. Let's hear this God's word. It's worth something. <laughs> Big challenge for us. These guys valued God's word, probably because circumstantially, yes, it was needful for them. What kind of things do we hear today in our culture that people talk about religion? They suggest it's just a matter of, you know, just hold it and keep it to yourself. Those values may be good for you, but for me, yeah, you just have your values to yourself, I'll have mine. And God help you if their values get applied to you, whether or not you like it. This would have been the experience of these who were out in exile. But they valued the word and all the people came out. The occasion was... Look again at verse 1. What did they ask for? What did they ask for? Bring the book of the law of Moses. They asked Ezra, the scribe. We'll come to that that later. But to bring the book of the law of Moses, which who? The Lord had given to Israel. The Lord had given this to Israel. There's some more things we can look at. 
But the point is, we wouldn't see these things if we don't take time to look at it. We wouldn't see these things if we don't take time and just pause and just read. Just read. Read what's going on. Who's there? What, what is it they're doing? What is it they're asking to read? What is it they're asking for? Ezra, go bring the sayings of Methuselah. That wasn't what they asked for. Ezra, go bring the lost books of Moses. That wasn't what they asked for. They asked for the law, which the Lord God had commanded Israel. Specific, particular. Time, like I said, wouldn't permit us to do this in so much detail. Um, look at some more things to show the worth they placed on it. You know, by the way, it was commanded for Israel to have this book of the law read to all who could understand, all who could read, all who could perceive what the, what the law was talking about at least once every seven years at the time of remission of debts, when debts were being cancelled. All who could understand showed up. Do you see that in verse 2 as we move on? All who could hear with understanding, they, they showed up. Wow. Does this seem like a waste of time taking you through this or us going through this or them even standing out there doing this? Taking our time to see what's there? Does it seem like a waste of time? Time spent listening. Can you see what time these guys spent listening? Let's look at verse 3. Ezra read in the open square that was in front of the water gate. How long did he read for? For a few minutes, 30 minutes. Can I carry on? <laughs> How long was he there for? Reading. From early morning until midday. Okay. That's not how we roll here at Ecclesia. <laughs> We're not trying to introduce some new doctrine. They read for a quarter of the day, so we must preach for that long. <laughs> no. But um, Ezra read from it from morning until midday. And <laughs> it was interesting to see at the end of verse 3, the people were all dozing by the time he finished. What does it say? They were attentive. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I haven't got my glasses on. I can't see anybody who's not enough <laughs> yet. <laughs> I, might, I might put that on, but you just, you know, perk up a bit. <laughs> but they were all attentive. I'm not sure if... If Nehemiah was just excited about the event, so we just, you know, embellished the story, embellished the account a bit. <laughs> so they were all excited, attentive, you know, and he, you didn't count the guys who were just all asleep in the front row. <laughs> but this is God's word. They, 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 they actually valued it, and they showed up, to the, I mean, they showed the, the, the worth they placed on this by giving attention to it as well. Um, Something else, they honored the word as well. They honored the word. If you look at verse 5, just see something there. What happened when Ezra opened up the book in the sight of all the people? Seems like it's just Jenny here. Jen, Jen, chill for a minute. What happened? They stood up. Kind of like, wow. You kind of like, you know, 
Christmas time, presents at the bottom of the tree. It's the, it's the 25th. Who's downstairs first? They want to see what's in there. Excited about God's word, and they stood up. But they stood up in honor of the word. This is probably word they've not heard on a regular basis. They've heard by hearsay. For some of the older men who are not frail, who were probably leaders at the time when they were taken away in captivity. I remember the last time I picked up the scroll, but just before, you know, one of them, other, one of our, the Babylonian guy, I don't know where he took it to. I haven't seen that scroll since the 25th year of King. You know, you know, they just, they just were happy and stood up. Ezra, wow, a scribe, wow, a book of the law. I'm, I'm all for this. They stood up. And when he opened it, they stood up. Ezra blessed the Lord. There's so much we can see. People placing great value on the written word of God. And they gave the amen to the word. Verse 6, do you see that? They answered, amen. Whatever God says, so be it. Whatever God says, so be it. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. <laughs> Just a side comment. I hope we don't get too stush to do obeisance to God. You know, if, if, if there's, if there's, if there's, ah, oh, if there's time, if there's place to worship, it is when we see the worth and the glory, the weight, the importance of God, even as, it, as he reveals that from his word to us. There's time to do that. There's time to worship. There's time to bow down. There's time to praise God with mm, liberty. And they bowed their heads in worship. So much for placing value. But as you can also see, it determines how we um, <clears throat> respond to the written word. First point, God's word is invaluable. Let's make time. Let's honor it. Let's value it. It's also understandable. God's word is understandable. Make time to read it. Take care to interpret it. We, we go back again over the same passage from verse 4. Who do we see standing there? I mean, talking about officials now, people who had some designated capacity or role. Who do we see from between verse 4 to 8? Let's start. Who? Ezra. Who said Ezra? Who is he? What's he described as? The scribe. The scribe is also a priest. The scribe, like a secretary kind of guy, a guy who would keep records, a guy who would chronicle events. I mean, you, you've got, you hear about the queen having a, a royal biographer, somebody who keeps account of what's going on in the palace, in her life, in her reign, taking these things down. Ezra was a scribe. Um, who else is there? Zechariah, yes, there is Zechariah, there's Zechariah, who was he? <laughs> who was he? Who was he? Who was he? Who was he? No, it wasn't a prophet. 
Jealous dudes. A Levite. A Levite. These guys were guys who were like servants, for want of a better word, to the priests. So these guys, when the priests did their sacrifice and everything, these guys were busy washing up their utensils for worship, bring water, they go get it. Bring this, they go get it. They, 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 they took care of, they served and ministered to the priests. And there were loads of other people, but these guys were all there. And looking at these people, they had a role that they played in helping with the reading. What was it? Look at verse 8, or 7 and 8. They held the people to understand the law. Is everyone else reading? Seriously? Or are you just going quiet on me? Or you think it's long? You do, trust me, it's, it's not long. You know, like somebody who's bored or is getting tired of this would say, it's long. It's not long, but it is long. You do actually go long. And you can last long in the presence of God. Guess what? We all, hope, we all have a hope of eternal life, right? Yeah. Guess where we're going to be for long? <laughs> in the presence of the living word. So how about get, get to know him now? So you don't breeze past him like, <laughs> like he don't matter. We stay long in the word. So these guys, what did they do? They helped the people to understand the law. Remember who said they were? People who returned from exile. They probably lived 70, some of them, even if they were 25, and they just returned from exile. All they know is Babylonian. If they hear Greek, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm looking at my boys for permission. <laughs> but I speak English, right? You hear me speak English. You heard me speak pidgin English earlier on. Moi moi, no be no be moi moi. So, but my boys might not understand pidgin English as much as I do because I grew up in Nigeria. You get? There's a language barrier there. These Levites helped the people to understand the law that was being read. And the people stood in their place. So, what does verse 8 say? Verse 8, in terms of the word being understandable, made it clear. Listen, the word of God ain't something just for Pastor Ephraim or Pastor Rob to understand. Let me tell you, one thing we would really appreciate and we really, really take delight in sometimes is after preaching the sermon, somebody come and step up to you and challenge you on something you said. Hello? Okay, don't all line up now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, challenge based on, hmm, is this the word of God? Is this the mind of God? Really? You want me to do what? Where is your authority from? Jesus got the challenge, remember? These things you're doing. By whose authority are you doing it? And Jesus was like, the baptism of John, where is it from? Is it from God or is it from men? And they conferred, like, you know, catchphrase or pointless. 
We don't know. Oh, neither will I tell you then. <laughs> so, come, bring the challenge. These guys were there to help the people understand and get, not just understand, but also get what? Verse 8. Get the sense. Get the sense and help them to understand the reading. Get the sense and understand the reading. There are some words that you hear. I mean, if, if I say pin, what am I talking about? Pin code. Any other? Hey? Drawing pin. There you go. Safety pin. Needle. Pin. I was, only, I was really only thinking of a sharp pointed object. <laughs> that was the meaning. So what we're saying here is this. What these, guys are sh- what these guys are showing, and what we see from here is this. God's word is understandable. But you get to give some time, invest time to read it. Invest time to understand it. You, you can understand it. It's not mystery. It's not, you know, for only the learned. You don't have to have gone to Bible college to understand this or have a degree in theology or divinity or something to read and understand God's word. Imagine, it's God's word. I'm talking to you. I want you to understand what I'm saying. But if I start speaking in my mother tongue, is somebody just not, you understand? <laughs> You wouldn't understand what I'm saying. That's what I just said. I gave you the meaning and the sense of what I'm talking about. So, I can do lessons later on. <laughs> but, um, to the point, it's understandable. And here, the Levites helped with that. There's loads of us here, guys. And I think we had a challenge at the, members, the last members meeting that come. There's plenty man them around here and women them around here who, yeah, I don't, that's not my language, so I, I, might, I might have just bastardized some street, <laughs> some street slang <laughs> or girl them, all right. There's lots of people them around here who Okay, you understand the word of God. You can teach others the word of God. You can, okay? You don't, you don't have to have been Bible college and all that to do that. There's loads of people around here. Thank God for Daypod now, just, just praying about discipleship, a revival of discipleship. Don't wait for anybody to tell you to get close and teach and encourage some I'm thinking younger, <laughs> and encourage someone to, in the word, in getting to know God, in getting to um, understand God's word, in getting to know how to pray. Because we can do all these things, we can get instruction for all of these things out of God's word, God's written word, all right? It's a sure place, it's a sure foundation where we can stand, 
like, the, like Peter encourages and says, um, you know, where he says to, to long for the sincere milk of the word, you know, that by it you may grow in respect to your salvation. So that's something that we can uh, uh, see here. It's understandable. Make time to read it. There's so many ways we can read it, but time will not permit me. My timer just ran out on me. 30 minutes gone already. Um, we, can, we, can, we can read for the thought. We can read and see prayers. There's loads of prayer in Nehemiah. Boy, loads of prayer there. I mean, just reading this, I went back to Daniel. See Daniel praying. God, the time's come. God, man, it's been... He read scripture and found, boy, it's been 70 years already. Wow. And he died, just, just broke out in fasting and praying like, oh, man. Oh. Until he got a response from God. But all this based on going back to the word again and again and again to see and understanding that, boy, this is God's will. We can tell God's will from his word. We can understand it. We can we can, ah, oh, time. <laughs> we must take care to interpret it like these guys have done here. Understand the sense. They gave the sense. We must take care to interpret it for others as well. Give them the sense, the meaning. Help people understand what God's saying in his word. All right? And listen. <laughs> Listen, do you have an approach to this? Do you personally have an approach to how you study the Bible, how you read God's word? Do you? If you do, be a blessing and share that with someone else. Be a blessing to encourage someone else to do the same. Um, last point, God's word is practicable. It is practicable. I've been talking about a lot of things to do. It's practicable, but... We must take steps to apply it as well. You know, practice it for our benefit and for his glory. Um, we read in the last few verses of this text, these people, yes, they knew God's word was there, the commandment was there for them to read, that they may fear the Lord. It was to that end, that they may fear the Lord. The scribe's duty, one of the duties of the scribe was to make take the law that God had given in the old time and write it down. And then the king had an instruction, a commandment. Every king appointed for this nation must make a copy for himself. It's not like now where we can go, you know, Bible gateway, boom, and you can get all kinds of versions of the Bible there. So, I mean, there's more of opportunity for us to do that. But the scribe was to make a copy for the king so that when it came to ruling, he would rule the people with the fear of God. And then there was instruction for Israel to read this, this command of the law. Let it not depart from you. You shall talk about it with your children. I'm paraphrasing now. When you wake up in the morning, when you're brushing their teeth, when you're brushing their hair, when you're taking them to school, when you're at every opportunity, you're sharing the word of God. And the point was this, so that these, so that your children would grow in the fear of the Lord. Guess what? I, I'm tempted to ask the question, 
And it's one that calls for very careful thought. What kind of things do we speak or share? Or what kind of things do our children or our siblings or every people, people we know get to hear on a repeated and ongoing basis? Those are the things that will affect and guide and inform their lives. Those are the things that will affect and determine how they respond when life happens. Will they call upon God? Or will they go, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa? You know, would it be a matter of, yeah, I'll, I'll do you, man. I'll do your mom. I mean, that's, that's the stuff. You, you laugh. You laugh, but... How many deaths have we had in London this year? Has it hit 60 yet? Hey? 85. 80. Yeah. Some, in some accounts they say, oh yeah, these are kids who were raised by godly parents and rare. Okay. <clears throat> but it's worth applying. See what the guy's done. Let's take this home. Um, from verse 9, we read that um, Nehemiah was the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people said to all the people, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. You wonder, why? God words so Terrible, it make you cry? Why were they crying? Well, they give them instruction. Then he said to them, go your way. Eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Rather than cry with conviction, man, we're finished, we're done, it's over. We've never observed these things for long. It's, we're done. And cry with conviction that, hey, we haven't observed the word of the Lord. You will see this, I charge you and encourage you, Take time, maybe this evening, this week. Just open up Nehemiah, read it from start to finish. It's not long. It may be long if you've never read the Bible before. No, I'm serious. I'm, I'm, me and my wife are doing this thing, couch to 5K. So from couch to 5K. <laughs> Exercise. I mean, it was a struggle for me from start. Struggle. You might struggle. But honestly, read it. And you see... These guys were coming from a place of ah, relief. Here's God bringing them back into the protection of his name. Of his, the, the land is called by his name. They've, he's given them favor to build the walls around Jerusalem in the, in, the, in the multitude of fake news. Lots of fake news going on. You, you think Donald Trump was the first to experience it. Nehemiah experienced it too. 
plenty of fake news. We heard you're going to be a king. We heard you're collecting taxes and you do your own kingdom now. Is that so? None of that was true. Fake news. But here they are now. The Levites who knew about the things of God, teaching those who were feeling condemned and convicted. Now, this is the day for celebration. This is the day for rejoicing. God indeed has been good to us. Come. This is not a day to be grieved. And be still, for the day is holy. Do not be grieved. It's probable, very probable that they were resuming some festival, something that God had decreed for Israel to always observe, and realizing, boy, we ain't done this for, ah, would be convicted to weep. But now, he encouraged them, rejoice. And the people went their way to eat and drink and to send portions and rejoice greatly because they understood the words that were declared to them. Listen, with understanding the word of God, there is so much benefit to, um, to, to be gained from applying the word, from simply applying it. I talked about prayers that were, are, in the, are in the word that we can see and repeat. That we can see and take encouragement from that, yes, we can approach God even when things are dire like Daniel did. We can, we can approach God in prayer when, things, when there's all kinds of fake news going on around about us, like Nehemiah did, like Ezra did, when he was confronted by his detractors, those who didn't want him to finish building the walls around this city. We can turn to God in prayer and commit those things to him. We, we, can, we can only find these things out by seeing the examples in the word. How would we do that if we don't read the word? So this is an encouragement again to value, to understand, and to look and see. There's plenty we can do and practice from the Word. I mean, are there examples there to follow? Um, are there sins that we can avoid as well? Are there promises to claim? Daniel claimed a promise, hence Praying hard that this should happen. Praying hard, he claimed the promise of God. Um, are there commandments to obey? Uh, are, we, are we called to desire the word sincerely? Are we, are we called to desire the unadulterated word of God? Yes, we are. First Peter 2, 2 tells us that. You know, not so much about the podcasts. Or the, you know, the podcast of our favorite preachers and, and all them lot. The word. Judge us by it. Yeah. If we start talking rubbish and off-key stuff, by the word, you can come up and say, bro, that was off-key. You missed the point. Phil, yes, you can. I ain't going to slap you <laughs> or, or, or tell, send you away from church. And no, you don't come here. This is my church. Where do you see in Scripture that anybody owns the church except Christ? You, you learn to, to mark error when you, when you read in the Word and see pattern there that God ain't endorsed. You know, there's, there's, there's conditions to meet, even in working with, walking with God. 
We can memorize the scripture and remember it and bring it when the tractors come to to deter us. I go on now. That's long. But in all of this, the charge is this. I, I, I pray when I see the tagline for Ecclesia, God's people for God's glory. And I'm really glad that, you know, it all so happened on the, on the day. People, the church standing up to pray, commit themselves to God in prayer, commit things we're dealing with to God in prayer. We can only do this because we know that that is something that God encourages and charges us to do. So, that being said, that having been said, um, maybe I'll talk about this afterwards, but let's stand up together in closing. And I want to encourage us individually. I don't know. I'll be honest. I put my hand up. I, I, I don't quite know everyone here with the same degree of familiarity or friends or, or friends to the same degree as I may be with some. But as part of the leadership here, one thing we have as a vision is that Ecclesia will be a healthy church. A church that is equipped to disciple. We were talking about that just this morning again. A church that is faithful on mission. And it just doesn't come, it doesn't come (laughs) just by chance. There's lots of intentionality to it. And if by any chance the things that we talked about this morning um, convict or, or trouble you, I'll encourage you to pray while I pray as well. That, you know, if there's anything you've learned from this at all, it is that, yes, the word of God, it may not have had primary place, it may not have had important place. The written word especially. Praying that, hey, God will enable you. God will enable all of us to stay tuned, plugged in to his word to value it, to honor it, to understand it as well, and to live by it in a nutshell. That's what I'm asking us to pray this morning as you stand. I'll just give us a minute and then I'll round this up in prayer. And so, Father, just as we receive your word this morning, I pray because um, ultimately (laughs) there is so much about you that um, we may easily get conceited to thinking that we know. 
We're saved, and so we're on our way to heaven. <laughs> but how about knowing you, God our Father, your written word, and even the living word about whom all of this word testifies, Jesus Christ. Lord, help us so that this is more than just getting together. Help us so that this is coming to know you and to enter into the grace that you invite us into, even in Christ. Lord, enrich our um, fellowship with you, even through your word. Lord, enable us to understand it as well. And indeed, by all of this, lead us even to live our lives by your word. I want to ask this for us, for myself, for each and every one of us, Lord, and for all who may be even visiting here, um, that in you will find that by your word we grow we're strengthened we're equipped even to live for your glory as God's people for your glory thank you Father we ask this in Jesus name Amen Join us next time for more of God's truth to transform your reality.